It's Sunday, November 28th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The UK and Italy became the latest countries to detect the Omicron variant of the coronavirus as other European nations investigated suspected cases of a strain that health authorities say could be more transmissible and has been driving a jump in infections in South Africa. The British government tightened restrictions, including imposing new mask mandates and PCR tests for travelers, after identifying the first two cases of the variant in the country connected to South African travel. The individuals have been told to self-isolate along with their households. Italy identified its first case of Omicron variant from a traveler arriving from Mozambique, according to Italy's National Health Institute. Dozens of governments around the globe have restricted travel from South Africa and neighboring countries to try to avoid the variant spread. The World Health Organization on Friday declared Omicron a variant of concern, indicating that it carries higher risks than other various strains. In the sports world, John Mechie caught a scoring pass from Bryce Young in the fourth overtime to give number three Alabama a 24-22 comeback victory over rival Auburn on Saturday, rescuing the Crimson Tide's national title hopes. It was the first overtime in the Iron Bowl. Alabama moves on to face number one Georgia in the league championship game with its college football playoff hopes on the line. Auburn dropped their fourth straight game after smothering Young and the Tide's prolific offense most of the way. The Tide had 11 penalties for 129 yards and gave up seven sacks. Auburn's defense played terrific and held on for dear life for a team that had blown two straight double-digit leads. The home field advantage continues to be huge in this intense rivalry, even if the Tigers fell short in the end. Alabama had a chance to move up a spot after number two Ohio State fell 42-27 to the fifth-ranked Michigan. In other news, Democrats will sort through a heavy pile of to-do items when they return to Washington, including ironing out disagreements over their Build Back Better bill, keeping the government funded, and boosting the debt limit before the U.S. runs out of money to pay its obligations. The party's $2 trillion education, health care, and climate package which passed the House before the Thanksgiving recess, now heads to the 50-50 Senate, where Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is hoping to approve the legislation by Christmas. Senate Democrats need to reach unanimous agreement on the policy proposals and work through expected procedural challenges, both of which mean changes to the package. Many senators want to amend the House bill's increase on the deduction for state and local taxes to include an income cutoff. White House officials said the administration has been in close touch with lawmakers and committee staff on the spending plan. Key issues will be how to schedule the process and what adjustments will need to be made on areas including paid leave or taxes. And more than $1.4 million has been raised as of Saturday for a man who spent 43 years behind bars before a judge overturned his conviction in a triple killing. Midwest Innocence Project set up the GoFundMe fundraiser as they fought for Kevin Strickland's release, noting that he wouldn't receive compensation from Missouri and would need help paying for basic living expenses. The state only allows wrongful imprison payments to people who were exonerated through DNA evidence, so the 62-year-old Strickland wouldn't qualify. Judge James Welsh, a retired Missouri Court of Appeals judge, 
ordered his release on Tuesday, finding the evidence used to convict Strickland had since been recanted or disproven. By Saturday evening, more than $1.45 million had been donated to help Strickland. Strickland has always maintained that he was home watching television and had nothing to do with the killings, which happened in 1978 when he was 18 years old. As he left prison, he said he was thankful to God walking me through this for 43 years. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.